0: Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Super Soldier Talk. For those who you who do not know, my name is James Rink, and I will be the host here today and also co-host with Jessica Jones, the Cryptid Huntress. Uh, so, uh, I'm I need to put your uh, content. What's your website? I I'm going to I'm gonna, I'll update the description while you um, Oh yeah, it's
1: easy. Thanks for having me here with you tonight, James. My my website is thecryptidhuntress.com. Uh, and my YouTube channel is The Cryptid Huntress. So you guys can find me over there.
0: Awesome. Okay. And we also have the amazing Jimmy Payne, um, part of the, he was in the part of the Men in Black and he was on the positive side. There we go. We got nice little avatar pics showing up here. So today we're going to talk about his experience and on the Enterprise. So according to Jimmy Payne, the Enterprise um, is real. Uh, Star Trek was based off of it and uh, the movie uh, uh, Star Trek 4 where they went uh, Spock and Captain Kirk go back in time to rescue the whales is partly based on a true story. So Jimmy's going to explain a little bit about how this all came into being and maybe he can explain um, how did Gene Roddenberry manage to get this idea. Maybe he knows something about that too. Um, and also it was a Des- Desilu production with Lucille ball who was involved with setting up start the, the whole star trek franchise back then. i think it was in 67 if i'm not mistaken on that but uh jimmy are you there yes okay well um how are you doing today
2: very good um uh, James doing very good
0: awesome all right so uh Other thing, uh, yeah, so for those of you who do not know, um, other things about Jimmy, he worked, uh, he was Captain Dallas in the movie Aliens. Um, uh, He also uh, piloted a shuttlecraft for the Tall White Warriors at Area 51. He participated in time travel missions with the Montauk boys at Camp Hero. And we're actually, uh, I'm putting together a little trip to go out to Camp Hero. So if you're interested in that, send me an email at supersoldiertalk at gmail.com. And uh, he also recalls working for the Whaling Corporation. That's where we talked about the Xenomorphs when he was Captain Dallas, he saw a giant uh, statue of, of a face, a humanoid on Mars, 1964. Uh, sorry, along with Duncan O'Finian. he remembers seeing Tommy Knockers, um, which is a muscular type of tall Gray's. And actually, we're gonna we have, we have so many more shows planned, and he knows about the Skinwalker Ranch and all that, but we'll have to say that for another time. On the moon of Titan. He worked on a massive underground base where he was fighting a monster called It. And that they made a movie about that. Also, yeah, uh, did you, it looked like the Junior Montauk monster, um, a Bigfoot-type creature, which would gain strength by attacking it. He also worked on a secret mission from Vandenberg Air Force Base for the Lunar Apollo 20 mission with William Rutledge, where they discovered the oriental-looking EBE Mona Lisa. And uh, according to him, the Apollo 20 footage on YouTube is real. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You have so many things else we could, he, he met Jefferson Davis. and went back in time in the civil war. Um, he was in the future. So you went what 800 years in the future, met the colonial Marines. And um, we talked about the Philadelphia. So anyway, Jimmy, I can just keep going on, but why don't you just go ahead and start talking? So we want to hear you, not me probably.
2: Okay. Um, well, first of all, I want to, I want to go back and talk to people about uh, as far back as uh, the, the mid-60s when actress Lucille Ball bought the movie rights for the Star Trek. Um, so for uh, several decades, everything that you've seen on TV has, has been carefully crafted about uh about the enterprise and, and uh that's all you know um but i want to i want to talk about how i interacted with this crew um first of all when you when you want to make a disclosure of information uh you know you get you request a freedom of information act and it comes to you and uh, there's parts of it that you can read and other parts that's just blacked out and but what happens is uh, w- when they want to do soft, soft disclosure they'll take these uh, uh, classified documents and they'll 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 write a story about it and what's blacked out they just kind of you know Add 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 to the story. So, just just because uh, you see a a Captain Kirk doesn't mean that there is or that there is a Captain Kirk. Um, There there is a captain's chair on the Enterprise, and um, but there is no person named. Captain Kirk, Um, if you're good, if you're good at what you do, you can be uh, the officer in charge of the Enterprise. Now, I have flown the Enterprise in the captain's chair, but I'm not, I'm not the officer, okay? Uh, There's several men in black that uh, gets to sit in the chair from time to time, and it goes out uh, on a short uh, voyages, and, and, they, and, they, and they try us out. So um, I want you to kind of just take the Captain Kirk issue and put it on ice. There is no such um, officer named Captain Kirk. Now, there is a Vulcan, a spark is on there. And there is a guy from um, from Scotland that's on there. Uh, you may know him uh, as Scotty, but uh, that's not his real name. That's his, uh, you know, the name that they give him in, in the movie is Scotty. Uh, so I'm familiar with the engineer and I'm familiar with the Vulcan. Now, the crew of the Enterprise... Is mostly humanoids. Um, there are some humans on the craft, but um, but they're more like uh, you know um, they're 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 just brought on from time to time to give the crew a rest. Okay. Um, now let me explain how I got involved with the enterprise. Many, many years ago, when I was uh, stationed out of Area 51, um, I worked uh, along with the Tall White Warriors. Uh, One in particular was Range 4 Harry. And when I first got introduced to him as a child, he gave me some chores to do, like go feed his horse uh, star. He had a horse named Star. And I would feed the horse. Uh, the horse was, uh, wasn't a four-legged horse, but a, six, a six-legged horse, like you would see out of the movie Avatar. Okay, this horse has six legs to it instead of four. And, um, but when I was through feeding his horse, there were some holding tanks like catfish ponds. And, uh, I would get a five gallon bucket of, of fish and I would go out to this, these holding tanks and I would throw fish into the tank. And I had, uh, that was the first time that I encountered a Uh Now, a Plyrosaurus, if y'all don't know, is an ancient sea creature that lived 65, well, it went and 65 million years ago. That is the Loch Ness Monster. Nessie is what I first encountered. And Nessie, I would say, is at least 85 feet long, perhaps longer. She's about the 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 size of a whale her her belly but her neck is very long she's got a you know flip four flippers and um she's very playful she's kind of like um well like an orca or or a dolphin or a seal um she's she's very friendly and Nessie had gave, had gave birth to a baby uh, calf. And that, that, that yeah. animal was about the size of a Volkswagen, okay? Um, so that's how I first got to knowing about the Loch Ness Monster. Okay, well, you know, years pass and I had to grow up. And uh, so it was in those holding tanks for a number of years. And I believe why it was taken out of uh, the lake in Scotland is because you had people trying to hunt down and and kill these creatures. And, uh, you know, so it was an endangered species, is what it was. Okay, well, I'm gonna forward up and go forward a number of years here. And when I first met a Vulcan, I met Sparks' uh, niece, and I had never, um, I had never dated a Vulcan, you know. And uh, but anyway, she seemed like a nice, friendly. Person, and um, I gave her. I had a, I had a Hershey chocolate bar, and I uh, said, "You want? Would you like a candy bar?" And she ate the candy bar. Well, Vulcans have a. Uh, uh, they're hot You know, they they need certain types of food. They crave uh, high calorie uh, foods, and she was going through her seven years of heat, where her blood boils, and in other words, she's in heat. And um, so I, you know, that began that started up a romance between me and her. And I was, and I liked, I liked her, you know. I didn't care that she was a Vulcan. I just, I liked her as individual. And I had never met Spock, you know, at that point. Uh, but anyway, um, I got in good with her, and uh, the next thing I know, I met Spark, and um, he was a science officer, and um, and I went on a couple of missions with him, but uh, the first one that I'm going to talk about tonight is the one where... Uh, two whales were transported off Earth. Now that is what the movie says, is that uh, the Vulcan uh, goes back in time and they get these two whales and they uh, transport them off Earth because Earth is in danger. Okay, well, in reality, Earth was not in danger. All it was was that these two creatures were endangered. Uh, so the problem, the problem that we ran into, is that the Enterprise is not made to lift uh, anything that heavy. You have to have these creatures in a tank, and and you know 1 gallon of water weighs 8.3 pounds so you're talking about an olympic swimming pool size tanks for for these um for these here okay so the enterprise was not designed for that so what we did we had to to get some uh, I had to get with the engineer, which is Scotty, and I, we had to bolt on eight thrusters onto the back of the spacecraft. Now, we have two massive thrusters on the back of the Enterprise, but we had to bolt on uh, four, um, yeah, that picture to the left, to, to, right there to the left. Allude to you yeah that one right there james you see those two big thrusters on the back well there's a beam that comes up from the fuselage and that beam that comes up we had to put on four boosters there on 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 the left side and another four on the right side just to give it the power to lift up uh to lift up these these uh these marine mammals because the, the water in the tanks uh, w- was pushing the craft to its limits. Okay, now the crew of the Enterprise was let off um, and it was only deemed that it was, uh, other words, because it was such a heavy lift, we need to get all the weight we could off of the Enterprise. So all the, the crew was let off. It was just a skeleton crew that was on the craft. Me, the Vulcan, uh, Scotty, and just a few other guys, a few other MIBs. And uh, we put these marine creatures in, in a tank, and as we were trying to break out of earth's gravity we had an i beam that snapped and we had partial flooding we had we had um one of the tanks ruptured partially ruptured and we had flooding in the bay area um and uh, at least at least what waist deep
0: so but, so the ship looked like this yes uh so the bay was at the the bottom here with this
2: yes yes now now i want to say something um when the phoenix lights occurred in 1997 that was that was the enterprise uh, above phoenix there is what what they were looking at um and um so a lot of people you know they want to know what the Phoenix lights were well that was the enterprise okay uh but anyway getting back to my story um as we were taking off one of the i-beams snapped in the uh the holding area and we had a partial flooding and but we were able to get up into space. And um, we had a special hatch uh, door on these tanks. We could connect it to, to, the, to the tank outside and uh, open it up and, and let these creatures into the other spacecraft. Uh, so just because you see a movie about whales isn't necessarily true. Uh, there's some truth to it. Yeah, there were two marine animals, all right, but it was a Loch Ness monster and, 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 and the little baby uh, creature.
0: All right. So lots of lots of really good questions to ask you. So uh, uh, someone wants to know, how tall are the Vulcans?
2: Actually, Spark is not tall. Spark is about five foot four or five foot two. He's not tall.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Uh, do they have special abilities like to mind meld, you know, when they can connect to minds?
2: Yes, they have those abilities.
0: Do they have the ability where they can touch somebody in the back and they can collapse?
2: Like uh, yeah, they have the ability, but I have not seen it. But they do have that ability.
0: okay. Well, what about their uh, are they unemotional like Spock is? Uh, does that uh, do you know anything about their emotions? Uh, yes,
2: they don't they're a void of emotions. they're um, it's kind of like if you're walking across the street and there's a car that's gonna run a red light and run over you, okay? Well, um he spark may call spark may call out to you and say hey jump out of the way but he's not going to jump into the path of the car to pull you out because it's a danger to him what he does is is logic they they look at things in an abstract manner um if the probability is that you know you can be saved without one of them being injured or killed, yeah, they'll they'll do it, but they're not going to go and risk their own life over you because you have no uh no bearing on their mission here.
0: Did um, Spock's uh, or Sparks? Uh, I guess it's Spock. Uh, Sparks. Spock. Spock. Yeah. Uh, Did his uh, niece um, ever mind meld with you? And what was it like?
2: Uh, well, I mean, it was sexual in nature. Uh, It was, it was, everything was sexual with her. Uh, she liked to touch my ears and rub my ears. And it was, it was kind of like an, um, opposite of opposites attract each other. Okay. Um, She's very, um, uh, curious about me.
0: Okay. Jessica, you have some questions you want to throw, throw at our special guest here.
1: I mean, did she have pointy ears? That's what I'm wondering. Did you, I don't know if you answered that already.
2: (laughs) Her, her ears were somewhat pointed, but I wouldn't say it was like that in the movie. Um, they're kind of uh, a little larger than normal. Um, and they're, they, they do kind of go back and in, in, uh, backwards into their the base to the back of the skull.
0: Do they find uh, the odor of humans to be detestable?
2: Uh, I never had that problem with her. Um, I think, I think I don't know if she'd ever been with a human before, um, but it wasn't a matter of her being a Vulcan or or me being a human. It's just that sometimes opposites attract, and that that was what it was with her. And and I like I said I had a Hershey chocolate bar, and they just crave chocolate now um spark uh he prefers peanut butter they have to have uh, a real high calorie um to function okay they other words they eat a lot of junk food what we consider junk food is 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 they have to have it for the to cause they get they get weak if they don't have a high calorie food not necessarily healthy, but a high-calorie food.
0: Did they have food replicators on the Enterprise where you could get uh, get those food products?
2: James, when, uh, when I was there, uh, you have to remember, uh, they eat that food all the time, and when they come to Earth, I mean, it's like a paradise to them, you know. Why would you want to eat the food on, on the Enterprise why you can you know get some peanut butter or a Hershey bar. You know what I mean? Uh it'd be just like you going to school and you know what, what's in your cafeteria, you know, you'll eat it, but let's face it, you know, it's not like you going out to a fancy restaurant.
0: Did you ever eat the food from the replicator?
2: Uh no well i i ate rations um what i ate was what the what what the military what we carried on um i can't eat all the junk food that that the vulcans eat okay um they're they're definitely love junk food um like you go to a um like you go, you go to a a store, and there's a Nab machine, okay, and it's got peanut butter in uh, Nabs in there, and uh, just just basically junk food. Uh, they 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 crave it. They wouldn't they wouldn't want to sit down and eat a nice steak, or you know, or either a, a nice bowl of soup. What they want is is high calorie. Junk food.
0: Oh, wow. Did you ever, did they ever talk about their homeworld, Planet Vulcan? Uh, Yeah. Anything about it? What can you tell us about Planet Vulcan?
2: Uh, Well, there's a Mount Sinai there that uh, I went to it one time and I looked at it, and it's a very high mountain. Uh, I, I, I will compare it to Mount Everest here on Earth. And part of their ritual is that they have to climb the mountain, okay? And um, that's just something that they go through. Now, the females are a little different. Um, the The females... Um, okay, like Spock's mother, uh, uh, when, when, when Spock's father died, uh, Spock Spark didn't send his uh, father, didn't send his mother any flowers. And this enraged all the, the female Vulcans. And they wouldn't cook for him. So I was having to go around and break into these nab machines. I didn't have no money, but I would have to break in these nab machines and take a duffel bag and get all these uh, crackers and peanut butter uh, uh, nabs out of it and bring bring to him because uh, he had angered uh, the females in his clan, okay? Okay. Um, but he wasn't being ugly to his mother. They just, what it is, they don't, they don't show emotion. Okay. They're void of emotions. And, uh, but every once in a while, a female Vulcan will put her foot down. And, uh, this time they did on him.
0: Wow. Is a planet Vulcan, uh, volcanic?
2: Uh, James, uh, I did not get a chance to explore the planet, but it definitely had mountains on it. So if you have mountains, it's, it's probably was volcanic, you know, at some point.
0: Do you know anything about the, uh, I think it's called the Palm Far, if I'm not mistaken, their, their mating ritual, what happens, I guess, once every seven years.
2: Yeah. That's what happened when I met his niece. She was going through that where blood catches on fire. I didn't know anything about that when I when I met her, and uh, but she, like I said, uh, it was love at first sight when I gave her the uh, the Hershey
0: bar, you know. Uh, Jessica, you have some questions. What do you? What should we ask them next?
1: I, I, of course, my well, my my questions would generally be more about uh, the Loch Ness monster type of dinosaur. Um, now, was that was was this? It's like the Loch Ness monster. Did it come out of Loch Ness, and uh, and it was it what we would consider to be Nessie?
2: Yes, it was Nessie. And uh, now let let me say this. Back in nineteen forty, um, during World War II, the early days of World War II, an Italian pilot was doing a reconnaissance mission over in Scotland and he was uh, flying across the lake and he saw the Loch Ness monster and he went ahead and dropped a bomb on, on, on the lake and the, one of the monsters uh, floated back up and, but what happened was he he went back, and he fouled it with the Italian Air Force. Mussolini picked up on it, you know, and Mussolini took it seriously. So anyway, the Italian Army contacted the German Army, and uh, propaganda pro- propaganda ministry minister. Uh, Goebbels, uh, got the report and he thought it was just a bogus, you know, that that the British had made all this up and he dismissed it, you know. Um, but, um, that was the first report uh, that, you know, there was a creature in the lake and it came from an Italian pilot.
0: Wow. So I just explained uh, the article there on the military.com. Uh, so um, do you have any idea um, how long the, that Loch Ness, uh, the Plasiosaurus creature was in that lake?
2: Well, they sp- supposedly went extinct 65 million years ago. Now, what we know is that fossil records dates back over 300 million years. So, it's as old as 300. The fossils—they lived as far back as 300 million years ago, but they seem to have died out around 65 million years ago. Um, but it, but it came up from the sea, and it got into the lake, um, and apparently, maybe it. Maybe it was just trying to give birth in calm waters, you know, away from the sharks. Uh, that might be why it went up into the lake, because of the sharks out in the, uh, the sea there.
0: So uh, one theory is that there's uh, more water underground than there are on, on the surface. So there's giant oceans that flow deep within mm-hmm. the earth and that these creatures can go down there and that there's an entrance that they can go all the way up into Loch Ness. So what do you, what do you think of that theory that there's probably more of them on this planet deep in the earth?
2: Well, James, uh, the the part about, you know, underwater caves, that's probably true. You know, Um, I believe if there were more of them, we'd have seen it by now. I believe that that Nessie was the last of, of her kind. Now, what happened to the male that got her pregnant? I don't know. Um, maybe it died or, or somebody shot it. Um, maybe, you know, pollution or whatever.
0: So this article here uh, states that in 1965, two men aboard the Alvin submarine spotted an animal at 53, uh Hundred feet deep within the Atlantic Ocean. One of the men stated <laughs> that it looked exactly like a plesiosaur and described it as over forty feet long. So I, I think Jimmy, there's a lot more of these creatures still within the earth. But um, yeah, I guess you say they're really shy, shy creatures. Maybe. Well, contact it, it
2: it definitely was friendly. Um, you know, it would. She would flat. She would flat flip her fins and splash water on me like, like a, uh, a dolphin would, I guess she did that to cool me off. Cause like I said, in a desert, it gets pretty hot. Uh, I believe that, you know, had I got into the tank, I might could have rode her like, like, um, you know, like, like you would a dolphin or whatever. I, I didn't do that, you know, Um, You know, like I said, I mean, uh, I I do believe that it had to be transported off world because it would have been shot or killed. There's no doubt that that it would have been harmed. And I I do believe that um, Area 51 did the right responsible thing uh, to save this creature. Uh that's kind of unusual in MIB men in black, but uh but but that I, I I did do that, um you know transport this creature off world, you know,
0: but um did it well did the Vulcans tell you anything about its history where where these creatures came from? Maybe there's portals yeah. on in the ocean where they're they're coming from other worlds. What do you think yeah. of that?
2: no i don't think there's portals in, in in the ocean and i don't think i believe i do believe that they were they all life on on earth was seated here by other other intelligences okay and i, I if i recalled right the mission was uh, and, and if i'm going back a number of years I believe that mission, if I remember right, was called Noah's Ark. In other words, where you, you get uh, two of each type of creature and, and you put it on a, on a vessel um, you know, to save it. Uh, I believe that was the name of the mission of the Ark or Noah's Ark or whatever, but it was definitely to uh, preserve the animal
0: do you have information about what happened? Uh, what caused the flood?
2: James, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any information on that. Uh, all I know is, is that um, my orders came in that you know we had to get this creature transported off-world, and um, you know. I, I was caught up in it.
0: Okay, so let's discuss so they, how do they actually catch it from uh, Loch Ness?
2: I, I can't tell you, James, because uh, it was already at Nellis when I got there. Um, I, I do I do know this. There's been a number of um, organizations or, or clubs or whatever. Through the years, uh, like the, the Loch Ness Society, um, where these people go out and they put sonar in the lake and 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 they and they and they, um, you know, they search for this creature. Um, that creature hadn't been in that lake since I was a kid, okay? And and you still have people. Uh, funding expeditions to look look for it. it, it it's gone, okay? The creature's gone. Um,
0: Je- Jessica, uh, do you know about any other um, reports of plesiosaurs sightings around the planet?
1: Uh, not necessarily plesiosaurs, but we do have lake monsters, which could be similar to to what Nessie was. Uh, We also, we have modern day dinosaur sightings all over the Appalachian Mountains right now. Uh, And we have uh, pterosaur sightings all over North America at the moment. So for whatever reason, we're having an uptick and just seeing them period, lots of reports of velociraptors through the mountains. So it's just something else to have to look out for (laughs) when we're out there camping and doing our Bigfoot research.
0: Great, thank you. All right, so I guess we can probably move on. Um, oh, l- let's discuss the actual um, the 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 construction of the tank in the movie. They uh, mentioned about a material called transparent aluminum, and uh, Spock traded. Um, I think did he trade Velcro uh, for um, or? Well, maybe that was a different movie. I don't know, different version. Does anybody well, know? Oh, go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, I mean we he we got in there and. Uh, re-engineered it you know uh some lighter stronger material you know um t- to make it with um uh, y- you have to remember the enterprise can't manufacturing thing has to be sourced uh, locally from 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 earth so you know uh, the tanks had to be made And uh, so we, so we had the, uh, the panels, uh, you know, outsourced here on earth.
0: Oh, wow. And so it was uh, transparent aluminum. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, now there's actually reports uh, how they're actually making transparent aluminum, but um, I guess maybe they got that from uh, the, uh, the Vulcans back in the 1980s. Or 60, what six what did you say sixties? When when did this operation take place?
2: James, I first when I first um saw Nessie, this was in the sixties, uh late sixties is when I first saw her and, and the little one at Nellis now. Um and it was like ninety seven is when um I believe that that was when it was transported off world is around 97. Um,
0: so, so the movie was made before it actually happened.
2: Well, like I said, when you're dealing with time travel, it, it doesn't matter But you know, when, what, what, when it occurred. Okay. It's, it's a form of soft disclosure is what
0: it is. All right. Here's a great question from Vast Thinker. Uh, where did they move the Plesiosaurus to? All,
2: all I know is is that once we were able to break free of Earth's gravity and get it up into space, is where the Enterprise docked next to the to a tank in space that had a special hatch on the side of it. And it's like two spacecraft coming together. And once those spacecraft locked, we were able to open the hatch between the two, and uh, and, and let the uh, creatures go in uh, into the new tank in the adjoining ship.
0: Oh wow! And along with along with the baby too. Yes. Okay. And what color was uh, L- L- Nessie? Did it have stripes?
2: Uh it looked a little darker on the top of it than 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 than, than her tummy. Her tummy is a little bit lighter. Um, I would say similar to a um, to a dolphin, but maybe a little darker.
0: Here's a great question from Barry Jackson. Uh, could Nessie communicate well?
2: Um, uh, I never tried. Now, and I have communicated with dolphins uh, when I was, um, you know, at Stanford University. Um, I have communicated with dolphins telepathically, but I didn't, I never did it with Nessie. Um, I would probably have to get into the tank to do that, and I didn't, I didn't get into the tank.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so we can. Um, here's another really good question. Um, uh, what uh, is chocolate an aphrodisiac to the Vulcans? It's like? it's like it's
2: like cocaine to them. They can't get enough of it.
0: Is it uh, a listed uh, drug over in their in their homeworld, like uh, coffee is to some aliens? It's it's it's. It's just yeah. It's like it's
2: like coffee to them. They they just they really like it.
0: All right. And uh, what is you mentioned the Vulcan family revolves around the female. So uh, what can you tell us about their culture?
2: Well, the female is the one that rears the children in the family. She she educates the family. Uh, the male is, um, uh, he's just there to breed, okay. And he goes out and uh, he makes a living and he sends the money back to the females. And um, the females are, are expecting their, their men to support them, okay. And um, but And with Sparks, uh, the the thing with him was, was that when his father died, uh, he didn't send his mother flowers. And that's what got him in trouble with the other females. So, um, So, you know, he's not a bad person. I mean, that's just the way, that's just, it's just their nature you know oh,
0: uh, so uh jimmy do you have a hybrid child out there yes really uh from this this woman i should mention
2: not from her okay. as far as i know not from her but uh from other um uh, other females yes
0: jessica I you want to you want to throw a few comments or questions out <laughs> or okay Oh, there you go.
1: I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? Because I just, my, yeah, my, my audio just cut out. Sorry.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah no, I, I'm just, yeah, no, I'm good. Let's, my, sorry. My computer's lagging a little bit for some reason. So, sorry.
0: Okay. Well, what do you think about this thing about chocolate as a current? You mentioned currency. So, uh, <laughs> they get paid. Uh, did you see their money? Well, why would they need money if they have replicators? What do you think about that, Jimmy?
2: I, I'm sorry. Can you rephrase the question? I'm a little well. Well you,
0: well, you said Spock gets paid. So what? What? What do they pay him in chocolate? Or do they pay him? I mean, what? What is their money? I, I didn't.
2: Him? I didn't say he got paid, James. All, all I said was, was that if you if you if you own the Star Trek, and you eat, and you eat the food there, it's it's bland. Okay. Uh. Our food is much more interesting to them because um, some of our food is high calorie food and they crave it. I mean, it's just like cocaine to them. Uh, Something sweet. I mean, they can't get enough of it.
0: All right. Let's discuss where did the Enterprise come from? In, In the movie, it discussed how it came from the future. So, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it—I think it's—it came from a little everywhere, uh, whatever they could source, a part here or a part there. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter what world it what what. what it's kind of like you're building a car, uh, and you and your car. The parts are made in Japan, but it's assembled in Mexico. You see what I'm saying, and uh, it has to have some parts made in the United States. So it's kind of a global vehicle, and that's wow. what
0: that's what the Enterprise is. This uh, great question from Ricky: uh, Does the U.S. Navy or Space Force operate the Enterprise? Um. U.S. Navy doesn't,
2: Space Force uh, is in its infancy right now. Um, eventually, the Space Force will have spacecraft. They got them now, okay? Uh, the problem is, is that if you take um, an astronaut, and you send him up in space, once he goes in the Van Allen radiation belt, uh, his cells are damaged by the radiation. Now, my cells cannot be damaged uh, because I'm genetically enhanced. So, the average um, Space Force cadet cannot take the radiation past the Van Allen radiation belt. They simply can't take it. Uh, they would, they would come back. They would either be ate up with cancer, or they would be sterile.
0: Oh, so, so you're saying the astronauts that went to the moon uh, came back sterile?
2: No, they weren't up there that long. Um, what I'm talking about. If you stayed out there long enough, you you would you would lose body mass. Uh, you just would you, you can't your our bodies are tuned to Earth, okay. Our moon we need our moon because without the moon, um, it affects your your biological your biologically affects you, okay. Um, yeah, we can go off world. You can go off world, but you would have a, you have a much shorter life is what I'm saying. You wouldn't live, um, 85 or 90 years old. You wouldn't make it. You die relatively young.
0: All right. Uh, following on the same, following up on the same question, the enterprise spaceship, uh, who built it? Um, I know it, do you think they were military earth, military contractors or yes. They, okay. yes. And did they build up from this time in this century or a different century?
2: Uh, Lockheed Norfolk, Grumman Bowen Douglas, they all helped build it. it is a part here and a part there. And these, these um, defense contractors, they do play a role in the future. However, um, their employees will be replaced by robotics. So um, it's all automated
0: in the future. Well, they'll probably have uh, replicator machines that can replicate a whole uh, flying cra- craft or flying cars, all sorts of fun things. Like well, the,
2: the United States is not going to last much longer. Um, these companies do go for into the future, but, um, without humans, I mean, it's, it's, machines building machines. Okay. So it's very different.
0: Uh, Lone Runner is ask, asking, um, is this the only one of those crafters or more like the enterprise out there?
2: Uh, there's more like it. Um, uh, but I, I don't know how many they are uh, but they're very if, if they're very very few of them um, You have to remember you had to have a crew that can man it and most of the, the crew members are humanoids on, on the craft. there's very few humans because of the Van Allen radiation belt okay? There's very few super soldiers that can can actually go on those craft. And I was one of them.
0: Uh, quick question from Karen. And then I'll let uh, Jessica chime in. So uh, why were they replacing the people robots at uh, those companies?
2: Well, it's, it's like this uh, in the future. Um, we, you know, machines get more advanced um and you have to remember uh you don't have to pay a robot you know uh it doesn't call in sick i mean it doesn't demand more money um and uh but if if you're going to build a robot to go in deep space uh why not build one that you can keep home and 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 build the craft with
0: great All right, Jessica, what, what questions do you want to throw in there?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm still just, I'm still impressed with the whole uh, Loch Ness monster. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, that's why I'm here y'all. I'm the cryptid lady. Okay. Um, but where, where exactly did they take Nessie and, uh, and her child? Like, which planet did they go to? I mean, and are they reproducing right now? And are, have they repopulated Jimmy? I mean, do you have any of that information?
2: I can answer a part of the question. Now, when I first started um, going in, in outer space as a child, and this is not with the Enterprise, this is with another group of extraterrestrials that, uh, you know, my teachers. Um, I went to a planet and I actually saw dinosaurs on it. So what I thought, and I'm going by what my initial thought was, was that I believe that those dinosaurs were brought to Earth um, and, and turned loose. And um, it's kind of like a sailor. Uh, and a sailor's got sheep and, uh, uh, and pigs on, on a ship. And, 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 you, and, you, and you set sail into the Pacific, and you go on a different islands and you let a few pigs out here and a few pigs out there. And then when you come back a few years later, you have, you know, the pigs have multiplied, the goats have, have multiplied, and you have a food source. So maybe what happened was, was that these extraterrestrials will. Maybe they eat dinosaurs like we eat cows, you know, um, or maybe they need the blood from a dinosaur. Um, But I do believe Earth was seeded by these extraterrestrials. So the the lock, getting back to lock next monster, um, I don't know, you know, they might have brought her back to work to the planet that I, that I, that I witnessed these creatures on these dinosaurs. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it was just out of compassion, you know, uh, they didn't want to see it killed. I, I have no idea.
0: Oh. all right. So, uh, at this point, um, you're retrofitting the enterprise. Uh, why don't you discuss a little bit about, uh, how you modified it and also, uh, did you ever sit in the captain's chair?
2: Uh, well, getting to the back to the engines, uh, yeah, I, we modified it. Uh, there was a lot of structural, uh, uh you know, getting it but the I beams in there, boating it in and everything, uh, the wiring that had to be run. Uh, it was basically a logistical lot nightmare. Um, but between me and the uh, Scotty, you know, we were able to get it done, but, um, um, you know, the main, the main engines were the ones driving it. They just needed a little extra thrush. Now these engines we bolted on were about the size of a school bus, maybe a little larger, but they, they, they were four on each side of, of these beams that, uh, that V-shaped out. Now, as far as far as the captain's chair, yeah, I, I've sat in the captain's chair before, but you have to remember, um, we took turns uh, flying flying the Enterprise, and you can only stay on your feet so many hours a day, and you have to have somebody at the helm flying this craft, you know, around the clock.
0: Did you uh, feel anything really special about sitting in the captain's chair, like from other connection from other captains? No. Um,
2: when I grew up, James, um, I, I was trained to uh, to work on these spacecraft and to fly them. Okay, uh, and it was just like a, another. Another spacecraft, it was another uh, duty that I was performing. Um, a, a lot of the shows you see on TV about the, about Star Trek is all hyped up, okay? Um, if there's anything, I would have to say the crew of the Enterprise is real sober. They're, they're, they don't never smile. Um, and it's a weighted responsibility on them, okay? And, um, and when I gave them a break, other words, when I, when I came on there, I was giving one of them a break and, and they, they're, they're just, they're tired, you know, um, they've been, you know, they've been up there a long time.
0: Oh wow! Uh, Did you happen to try any of their uh, synthanol, or maybe some of the uh, Kardashian uh, Knar or Cleon Bloodline Blood Wine, Um, anything like that?
2: No, uh, I was too busy working in the uh, in the propulsion room. You know, I had my hands full. Um, The hours are long, and When you go in there, you know, you just work. I mean, you, you, are just, you're on your feet constantly. Okay. There, there's no loafing around on that craft whatsoever.
0: Well, what about, uh, the holodeck? Did you, uh, work out some scenarios on how to construction scenarios in the holodeck?
2: Explain that a little clearer to me.
0: Uh, uh, like the, the holographic type the, the, theatrical production, anything like that? Maybe go back into the 1820s to visit uh, Charles Dickens, uh, London. Anything? Did you do anything like that? with Maybe that's not. Spot? not <laughs> a, <laughs> no,
2: not on that mission. I was too busy, James. I was just, you know, it, it was just too. It was just too much wiring, too much piping. Uh, there was there. There's no. There's no playing around on the craft at all.
0: Uh, there's but, but just, you, you do just, confirm. Yeah, there is a holodeck. You you confirm that correct? There is a holodeck there.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, all that's on there, but um, I, I mean, I, I I didn't have time for that. Um, you know, I'm I, we're having to get this craft ready, modify it. And and that was the mission. Now, if if I was stationed on there uh, with more missions, maybe. Yeah, I've only been on it a few times. I was on there.
0: Go ahead. This is a this is a great comment. Start. Oh, wait, not that. one. (laughs) Sorry. Not that one. (laughs) It just <laughs> Oh, well, they said something. Oh, here it is from Chad. No holodeck on the original Enterprise. So um, you're saying that they actually did have a holodeck on the original Enterprise. So the movie got it wrong or the television yeah. show. Sorry, J-
2: James, think of a holodeck lo- like a movie theater. OK. All right. I would imagine or like a VCR. I would imagine the regular crew probably had that, you know, and that. They live on that thing, you know, 24-7, 365, okay? I I don't live on it. I mean, they live on it. I just went on there just for short periods of time. and But when I did go on there, it was usually something very big going on.
0: All right, so you put on uh, eight thrusters on the Enterprise, four on each side. Um, the Enterprise is meant to be in zero gravity, so the weight of the crew, yeah, all that had to be slimmed down to get this uh, Plesiosaurus on board with the tanks. All right, so then you got these uh, boosters, and you transferred uh So did they actually like beam it? Like, um, I mean, We didn't actually talk, talk about the teleporter technology, uh, but is there a teleporter in there, and did they... Did you teleport onto it or did they teleport the, uh, the plesiosaur? What can you tell us about that? Uh,
2: it, yeah, it was teleported, but it was in a tank. It's got a tracking device on it. Okay. Um, it, it, you know, kind of like a cargo plane where the back door of the cargo plane opens up and you know, you. You drop your cargo out, or you either you load your cargo in. Uh, that's that's how that was. Okay. Um, like I said, the Enterprise is built for zero gravity, and when we brought it into the Earth's atmosphere, um, it, you know, it it just yeah, I mean yeah, it could go into Earth's atmosphere, but not with the weight that it had on it it's lucky it didn't crash and, and kill us all when, when we was trying to take so, off
0: with this so what what kind of sounds was it making while you're going lifting up into orbit
2: the worst sounds that you would ever believe it, it was very uh scary uh the craft uh was was the it was it was reaching a stressing point in fact we did have a beam that an I beam that gave away and we had some partial flooding, uh, from one of the tanks into the Bay area. I was, uh, in waist deep water, uh, trying to shore up one of the, uh, the walls that was trying to give way.
0: Wow. So, uh, the tank, uh, uh, burst, I guess. Partially
2: partial. Crack. Yeah. We had a partial, uh, purge there you know it it was leaking bad but we it was like we it didn't take us long once we got up up, up into space where we could you know get next to the other spacecraft and dock and interconnect with it where we could transfer uh these uh these creatures off into the other tank
0: wow so Here's some great questions. By the way, Jessica, if you want to throw some more questions, just just welcome just to to push me out. You uh, can hit it um, the the mic. But so uh, the lithium crystals um, did did you ever encounter the lithium crystals, or maybe that's fiction too?
2: No, there's lithium crystals on oh, there.
0: Lithium. Okay, so that that's how what well they
2: crystals I mean, yeah, there's crystals on it's there. Like
0: crystals. Okay. Uh, do you have any idea on how the technology works to engage into warp?
2: Well, it, it's electromagnetic. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's got at least 10, 10 warp speeds, too. It's kind of like a, like a transmission on, on your vehicle. When you put your foot all the way to the pedal, you can feel it changing gears. That's kind of like warp drive, you know.
0: What was his maximum warp speed? Do you recall that information?
2: Uh ten. Well, actually, we've been above ten, but um, only when it malfunctioned one time when I was on there. When was uh, if you watched the movie, the Voyager spacecraft uh, to go out and uh, retrieve a satellite.
0: And isn't uh, each warp like asymmetrical? Like each one's like ten times bigger than the other.
2: Yeah, it's like ten by ten by ten.
0: Yeah, so warp ten is like a re- ex- extremely astronomically fast. Yeah.
2: Yeah, fast and speed of light.
0: Uh, so when you um, when you uh, sent the, the 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 word out to move forward, what was your special word? The all, all Star Trek Star Trek captains have a like a, there's engage with Picard and you know. So what what was yours, James? Uh.
2: There's the way I just flew it was, you know, get in there and, um, you know, gave the commands to the computer. Uh, I can't really tell you about what the others uh just, just because they said it on a movie doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it's being flown. Okay. Um, I can only tell you about that particular craft.
0: Okay, can you tell us about the Star Trek uniform? Did they have that uh, that logo, where you would you would press the button and you it's a communicator? Yeah. And it, it looked exactly like it. Uh, they had
2: the- they had the shield, the the um, the Star Trek uh, triangle. Yeah. They All had right.
0: Uh, so um, you can confirm that it looks like this
2: similar to that yeah
0: wow okay um did they have like tricorders too or you can analyze someone
2: yeah i'm sorry could you clarify
0: that a little bit uh the tricorder uh it looks like a, a like a um, a cell phone but it could pop like the old flip phones that i guess some people still use i don't still use those things but
2: you know. they have yeah, I mean they have all that. They uh, what I, I tell you, the phasers, the little pistol, um, they have that. There you go. Yeah.
0: Did it, did it look similar to this? Similar to it, yes. Wow. And similar what about, to it. And what about the uh, medical bay in um, Star Trek? Um, we sh- in, the, in the movies, and the television series, they show actors aging, but um, we know from the Secret Space Program, uh, companies like Rayathon have access to the patents for uh, medbed technology where there are some Germans in Area 51 that are 140 years old now. So they're, um, what are your comments about the medbed technology on the, star- on the Enterprise? Is it actually more advanced than what's being displayed in the TV series and movies?
2: Well, there are med beds now. Um, I've never been injured, so I, I can't really tell you uh, as far as, you know, having my body repaired. <clears throat> but there are med beds on there, uh, CAT scan machines, uh, you know, where they run your body through it and get body scans. All that's on there.
0: Oh wow! All right, so let's see here. I think we can probably move on here. Uh, let's move this this great question from Barbara. Will the Enterprise be part of disclosure? What What do you think of that one? I don't think it will
2: be because one, it's under a, a Vulcan control, okay, um, and they don't they don't owe us any type of disclosure. You know, it's, 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 you have to remember the crew is humanoid. So they don't owe us, they don't owe us an explanation.
0: Okay. Uh, Here's a good question uh, from Enresto is asking, is warp speed the same as going to hyperspace?
2: Yeah. Yeah. When you get to going with this thing, it goes.
0: Mm, Wow. Okay. Um, so was the enterprise involved in any earthly geopolitical situations uh, from Victor?
2: You being like interfering with earth's history.
0: Yeah. Like the law of non-interference, do they mm-hmm. practice that or is that something? Yes.
2: They, they don't, they don't interfere with anybody.
0: Okay. Well, um, can you comment about, uh, Vulcan, I'm sorry, um, Cleons or Ferengi, the Borg. Mm-hmm. are these also real ET or is this just something fictional?
2: james i i can only tell you about the only few times i've been on the craft and what i did i can't tell you about those other races
0: all right understood um and then i think maybe we a really good question i think maybe we should just go move over to uh uh lucille ball so what what can you tell us about um desilu productions how did uh I don't know, was it Gene Roddenberry who had the idea and gave it to Lucille Ball? Or what, what, do you, what can you tell us about the early history of Star Trek?
2: Well, I think Lucille Ball was a very uh, forward-thinking woman. Uh, she, she clearly was looking into the future. Um, and without her, and it's just my thought, a lot of these defense companies now that we have, like uh, Lockheed Martin, Bowen, Rayathon, you know, um, I think she gave them uh, a glimpse of the future. And I think she inspired a lot of people. Um, She clearly was looking uh, to try to better, for humans to try to better themselves. And I think that she, uh, her death, um, the, uh, the world has lost a, a very good woman. I believe that she would be sad if she was alive today, to see how the the earth was doing, you know. Um, <clears throat> we should We should be all... Uh, living in, uh, we should all be on other planets by now, but because of our stupidity and infighting, you know, we haven't gotten that far.
0: Wow. So it says here when NBC ordered 16 episodes, Desilu's board of directors actually asked Ball not to produce the show because Lucille Ball, um, she owned her own company, mm-hmm. and uh, Gene Roddenberg uh, reached out to many other. Uh, production studios and they were the only Desilu Productions the only one that would be willing to take it on so um, yeah uh, Ball as you can see uh, that she, sa- she saved Star Trek a second time a few years later uh, Ball's daughter Lucio, Lucy Arnez recalled the board of directors tried to convince her mother to cut Star Trek because it was one of the most expensive shows in Desilu's portfolio Mission Possible was also on the chopping block so she refused to cancel shows because she liked them so yeah maybe uh, Maybe they, they, I guess you don't know specifically what they showed her, but, um, or can only guess, um, do you have information about Gene Roddenberry?
2: Well, I knew that. I think he used to be in law enforcement, uh, and he would write these short stories. Um, probably a police officer or a lawman that had a little too much free time on his hands. Um, but you know, you know, if you don't if you don't look towards the future, I mean what do you do? You know, so that's that was just the way he was. I, I don't I never met the man, so I, I really don't know. But he but he clearly um he clearly gave the you know ha- uh, gave many people in the aerospace industry um a look a look at the future
0: <clears throat> yeah wow uh, uh so wasn't there like supposedly a rumor uh the grays are working with Roddenberry or i oh, know i read that somewhere uh anyway well i guess we'll leave it at that um so let's see here uh what else do we need to go over here or okay um let's back up uh so surprise yeah, I guess I guess are we done here? Probably, pretty much with the story. Um, at least from your perspective, we've got. Um, oh, how about the other other uh, pilots, uh, captains, rather? Uh, Picard and Janeway. Are those also fictional <laughs> uh, creations too? Or did you know Picard?
2: James, I'm like this. Um, uh, if Captain Kirk was fictitious and made up. Why wouldn't the other ones be made up as well? Uh, I, like I said, uh, I've watched these movies for many years, and it's the furthest thing from the truth that 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 you could believe. Okay, um, it's just that you you have a movie producer, you have somebody like Gene Roddenberry, you know, they're they're just making this stuff up. And they, they get a hold of these uh, these uh, classified documents that are blacked out. And so they just, you know, they're trying to build a story around them to make a movie. And uh, so that, that's where all these other characters come in at, you know, um, is out of their imagination. Um, but you could be the uh you could be in the captain's chair J- James or Jessica you could be on on the deck of the enterprise um it's wide open and um it's it's if if you truly believe in yourself and you're good at what you do um yeah you, ha- you have a future with um with, with this type of um
0: with, Technology. Star, with starfleet
2: yeah starfleet
0: so, so are you saying the organization known as starfleet is that real i'm sorry what'd you say is the organization known as star Trek, star, star, star starfleet real uh
2: yeah there there's there's a starfleet i've been out in deep space fighting um and um there there are many starships in deep space um but uh, so, go ahead
0: so, well uh so according to the star trek series uh planet earth goes through some kind of nuclear war and then um, humanity finally Puts aside their hatred and anger, and then they start. Uh, that's when uh was a Zach, Zephrin, Zach Zephrin Cochran I think uh, supposedly invented the warp engine, and then uh, the Vulcan showed up as part of the policy of first disclosure because now they're a warp um, spacefaring civilization. Uh, so then uh, I guess eventually the whole Star Trek universe starts emerging, based in San Francisco, uh, where uh, Starfleet Command is located. So are you, do you think that perhaps maybe that happens in our future? No, uh,
2: because San Francisco is just wiped off the face of the earth. I mean, it's not going to survive a nuclear attack. Uh, It goes back again where these writers start uh, plugging in this information and, you know, making up stuff um
0: yeah but this is like maybe 300 years into our future so maybe maybe it gets totally annihilated then people decide to move back in i guess they can clean up the planet and Do that. well um
2: i've been like 280 years in the future with with the enterprise um and you know earth Never really recovers after the nuclear war. Uh, it does stabilize, and there are people here, but there are no mega cities uh, that, you know, the way that you see it on the Star Trek stuff. Okay.
0: Um, All right. So can you tell us uh what, what the future is like 280 years from now? What what did you what did you witness?
2: Well it's very I mean Earth is is very very, very empty. I mean there's people here but um it's um there's no cities you know it's just as if it never was a city, or m- most of your buildings have already fallen down, and your your skyscrapers and such. You know, there's still ruins, but it's it's, it's all grown over.
0: Oh wow! Uh, any comments, Jessica? What do you think oh my about gosh. all
1: this? <laughs> I mean, wow! I mean, can we change that, Jimmy, with different timelines? I mean, as we seem to be jumping timelines a lot. And uh, considering the Project Pegasus and all these different projects we've had going on with uh, time manipulation, jumping timelines—can we change anything? And and you know, it's just my question: can can we change the timeline uh, to not have nuclear war? I believe,
2: poss- I believe it's possible. I believe it's possible but this is the problem the reason why the extraterrestrials they don't talk to us or acknowledge us is because we all are in a we all are part of the experiment now and uh we we created this problem when we tinkered with time and we first have to admit that we do have a problem, okay? And if we admit that we have a problem, uh, then they then they might talk to us but um, but they don't owe us anything, okay? They don't owe us anything. But yes, uh, I do believe that it can be stopped. Uh, me and James have talked about that a lot. Uh, Because, you know, I was on the the Eldritch when it teleported into the future. Um, And if I was to go back to Area 51, um, what I would do, I would simply uh, talk with the extraterrestrials about resetting the time prior to all the tinkering uh, that's been done to it. Uh, Right now... Our government is illegal, um, and um, we created this timeline, and it's very unstable.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so I certainly uh, if you want to learn more about the nuclear war timeline, uh, Jimmy Payne has discussed that in many other videos. Just go back in the history. You can find a lot more about what he recalls happening. Um But uh, so for the sake of this show, uh, let's uh, let's try to move on here, um, because I I think I've actually got some more questions from the audience members. Someone was maybe, uh, Jimmy, you can explain this one. Uh, Does uh, the enterprise have a psychic on board to read people's minds and intentions?
2: Well, I I can do a little bit if I'm close to somebody. Um, I do have remote viewing capabilities. Um, but I have to be close to somebody for I can read their mind. And I'm sure that most other MIBs that were on there have the same ability. Um because we're we're trained, you know, to be interchangeable.
0: Oh wow. Okay, and um Maybe you can comment about this. Uh, was Spock a half-human Vul- Vulcan? Comes from the TV series. We, we learned that Vulcan's mother was a human. Um, so what, what do you think about that one?
2: No, she's, she's
0: full-blooded. Okay. Um, and so is this uh, another example when Hollywood has gone woke, when they made a, a black Vulcan? Uh, did you recall interacting with black Vulcans?
2: i never seen a black Vulcan Um but, you know, the races are, are all represented by other, other extraterrestrials. So uh, I've seen, um, like when uh, Evie Mona Lisa, uh, she was uh, Oriental, you know. So there, there are other races, but I've only been around, like, the tall white so I I couldn't tell you. Um
0: okay. As far as you know human human like. Can you comment about how many crew members are there in the enterprise? And what do uh, their quarters look like?
2: Well when I when I got on there they, they had to let the crew off because of the weight issue. Okay. So when I got on it uh, it was a pretty uh, large vessel, um, so they they were already off when I got on it to to modify it okay. because of a safety issue.
0: So you don't know the answer what it would be.
2: Well, this clearly was a good sized crew. I mean, you know, um, a couple hundred maybe.
0: Okay. Wow. Um, and can you comment about crew quarters? Did they have to like two people share a room and get like a bunk, uh, their own bunk bed or, or did they all each have their own quarters and they were, maybe they were very luxurious in there. What, what can you tell us?
2: Well, I had, I had my own quarters. Uh, now, uh, as far as w- if they came back on there, they, they may be, They may share, you know, you know, they may share a room, but um, you know, it goes back. The more individuals you have on the craft, the more supplies you have to have, and um, you know, um, you can't really do a whole lot in, in a spacecraft but fly around, you know, get from point A to point B.
0: Oh wow. All right, so this is the last question. I, th- I think it's the last one anyway. Uh, can you comment about the uh, energy credit system they use in Star Trek uh, universe? Did it was it like crypto or how do they transact money? Or yeah, currency.
2: Well, w- when I was um, trying to get food for Spark, you know, um, he didn't have any money. So, I was having to break into machines uh, when we go to Earth um, to get him, you know, uh, n- navs and whatever to eat. Um, he didn't have any money. Uh, I, 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 I believe they use like stones, like rubies or uh, sapphires. Uh, uh, I, I've seen the Greys do that. They use uh, stones uh, for money, currency for money.
0: Hmm. Oh wow! Maybe it's like those uh, coins from alternate universes, like over at Mel's Hole that we were. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, great. Okay, so I guess I think we're done here. Um, is there anything else to, uh, that we missed, um, Jimmy, about the Enterprise universe? No, I just,
2: I just want to. I don't want to let people down, but I don't want people to go out and buy all this merchandise. And, um, you know, the only, only ones making any money are the people that dreamed up all this stuff and made these characters up, okay? And TV's like a drug. You get these people, they, they watch a TV movie and they start believing in in a Captain Kirk, and there never was a Captain Kirk, okay? Uh, Yes, there is a captain's chair, and it's open to the best man or the best woman that can sit in that chair. And and don't ever think that the Enterprise is here strictly to save Earth. they come and go as they please. Um, and um, and I do know that we have a couple of politicians that believe in it, but they're foolish politicians. Okay, the, enter- the enterprise is not going to help Earth when we have a nuclear war. They're going to be too far out.
0: Oh wow! We're on our own. Oh, okay. Jessica, any final comments you want to throw in there? What do you think about the? How about the snack machines? Uh, So why don't they just use their tricorder to uh, uh, hack into the hack um, hack into the snack machines and get some free treats? Well, they had me. Oh, okay. I guess that works. (laughs) Okay. All right. So next time you see a, um, a Vulcan, just uh, make sure you have lots of chocolate bars and they will be your best friend. And um, I love to See what the, it's like, uh, maybe they're in Palm far. You um, can have a little fun too. Just get them some chocolate. That's uh, great. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for uh, sharing that with us today.
2: Thank you, James.
0: All right. So um, we've got some more more topics we want to discuss some um, in the future. Uh, different um, ideas that we had is what uh, what what else? Did, what did you want to discuss, Jimmy? In other future shows.
2: Well, uh, we could probably do the voyager. I was on the enterprise uh, when we hauled in the voyager
0: uh, satellite. Oh wow! Well, why don't you? You should maybe, do you, is that, do you need another hour to talk about that one too?
2: I'd rather not do it back to back, James. Um, I'd rather do that in another show where, um, you know, when it's earlier, we, we I'm sure that we don't want to get too much, you know, cram the two together, um, but let people think about what they want to ask about the Voyagers uh, movie. And when we do get ready to do it, I'll, I'll try and answer their questions.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. We also could do a show about uh, the, what happened to the kids in Vietnam. Um, um, we can go into uh, Dulce and uh, Schneider. I don't know if that was Phil or his father, but uh, um uh, New schwablin and Buzz Audrin connection, Craft um, on the Moon, Crater, uh, the Event Horizon movie. And there's a connection with Kathy O'Brien and also the World Trade Center. So
2: Yeah, yeah Kathy O'Brien is with me on the Event Horizon spacecraft.
0: All right. Well, we'll just save all that for a future show. So, um, everybody, go to uh, talk.com if you want to learn more about the work that I do. Uh, there's a conference coming up in uh, September in Vegas that I'll be attending, so you should get uh, your tickets to that. Also, um, while the tickets are uh, – not tickets, but uh, spots are available for the trip at Montauk, why don't you uh, go ahead and lock that in. That's for five days in Montauk while the USS Eldridge returns. And maybe, uh, maybe Jessica, you can manage to – Wiggle your way over there so we can explore it with uh, night vision goggles and we'll bring some mediums out there and also experiencers. It yeah. should be a blast. Absolutely. Okay, so so the yeah. cost of that. I'm is planning thousand, on it. It's a thousand dollars for five days. If you can afford it, um Jessica, talk to me in private. We'll 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 try to okay. work it out. And then um uh Jimmy's uh, Jim, not gonna be able to make it. Um, but you know, I'm still holding holding faith that maybe uh robert bigelow or Elon musk will reach out to me and we can do an expedi- expedition <laughs> but we'll you know we'll, t- we'll take it one um step at a time go to <laughs> here's a great comment um from ronnie thank you i i i don't really even mention it very often i have a 501c3 it's called healing soul survivors if you can make a donation to that that'll be great i spend a lot of money on software to make things look nice um so if if you donate money to that that make, helps things get, so instead of me using my own money i can use your money to make this show even better so um and also this channel is not monetized i don't i can't get super chats like jessica does Uh, i try yeah they they found some copyrighted material my channel has been on here for almost uh um, 16 years and they won't tell you where the copyright material is they just tell you there is so um i have no idea where it is and that's just it so We'll just make two. We can go to healing soul survivors and. Oh, um,
1: that's terrible.
0: Make a contribution. Okay. Anyway, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? If you want to get a copy of my book, go to neologicaltech.com. and um, yeah. So that also supports me and uh, and go to uh, Jessica's website, the Cryptid Huntress. Is that is that correct? Did I get that? Okay. com. Okay. Yeah, go check out her work and her channel. We'll 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 put all the description there. All right, I think we're done here. So, thanks everybody. Any final comments? Everyone.
1: Hey, I'm just glad that we are going to be paying with crystals in the future. Okay, with uh with all of my amethyst and quartz <laughs> and rubies and stuff. So.
0: All right, a fresh out of your replicator <sighs> machine. Hopefully. Anyway, we'll see. How about you, uh, Jimmy? Any final comments? No. All I right. just
2: want—I just want to let people know how it was, and and you know, don't get too involved with the movies because the movies are uh, not very accurate.
0: I think you said what only forty percent are accurate. The rest I would say
2: accurate. about forty percent of is accurate.
0: All right, great. Well, there you all have it. Uh, blessings, everyone. Thank you all. And uh, Jimmy, make sure yeah, just don't turn your camera on until the video's over. Well, let's, let's hit it. I'll see you all on the other side or uh, <laughs> the next interview. Please consider supporting Super Soldier Talk by purchasing your own Neo Meditation device. Your Neo Meditation device will help you reduce stress, integrate trauma, enhance intuition, enhance clairvoyance, and enhance creativity. Get yours now at www.NeologicalTech.com